You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline where we're joined by the senior baseball writer for The Athletic, Keith Law. He's covered the sport for way too long. Keith, that's a good thing, though. Before that was special assistant to the GM of the Blue Jays. He's the author of Smart Baseball, written back in 2017. The Inside Game, Bad Calls, Strange Moves, and What Baseball Behavior Teaches Us About Ourselves in 2020. And we're really glad to have you back with us. How are you, Keith? Hey, Keith. I'm I'm good, thanks. How are you guys? Good. Uh, Good. First of all, basic little question. Are the Guardians going to surprise anybody this year if they're good? No, I don't think so. I mean, they are good, right? Right. And after last year, I guess last year was maybe a little bit of a surprise. I don't think anybody picked them to win the division. Um, But, you know, I think we're expecting comparable performance in a division that is only slightly tougher than it was last year. The Twins are better, clearly. I don't think the White Sox are better. And I like what the Royals are doing, but they're not contending. And obviously the Tigers are kind of a mess right now. So I would say the Guardians probably enter the season as the slight favorites for the division or co-favorites with the Twins. All right, Keith, let's talk about what there's down on the farm for the Browns, for the, Browns, for the Guardians right now. Um, just I mean, th- We should be really excited after reading your stuff about what the future holds for the Guardians, correct? Yes, and my uh, my whole report on their system will go up Thursday, so I'll do the top 20 and just kind of the org right up. But, yeah, they're loaded. They're loaded. I had them as the number two farm system in baseball. They put, I think, six guys on my top 100, and there's a couple other guys who I don't go – I don't rank beyond 100, but if I'd gone another 20 or 30 names, they would have had one or two more guys on there. There's a lot of depth. There's upside. There are position players and pitchers, quite a, quite a lot of pitching, actually. And, you know, I don't love the fact that, the Guardians ownership doesn't really seem to want to spend money, especially in free agency. But if you if that's how your owner is going to force you to run the team, this is the type of farm system you have to build for sustained contention. And I think they've done so. Keith Law joining us from The Athletic. Keith, you, you like their pitching. I like their pitching. They're bringing back the same rotation as last year. Do you, do you think it's a quick turnaround for some of these higher-end guys in the Guardians' farm system, that they could be pushing guys out of the rotation this year, allowing the Guardians to make a couple of trades and maybe giving up a guy like Plezak, maybe a guy like Savali? Or would you think that it's the other way around where, okay, you're going to trade the prospects and keep the veteran guys? I personally would say, obviously, Bieber's a keeper, and I think Tristan McKenzie's a keeper. I'm a huge, huge fan, have been basically since they drafted him. I think anybody else is available in the right kind of deal. And if that means trading a prospect at some point, sure, I'm not averse to trading prospects. You know, the Padres built a huge, you know, one of the better farm systems I've ever seen, and they traded tons of them, and now their major league lineup especially is loaded as a result. You build up a farm system like that, you can get a Juan Soto when one's available. So it could go either way. I The, the big three pitching prospects in the Guardian system, Gavin Williams, Tanner Bibby and Danny Spino has got the highest ceiling, but the biggest questions. Uh, I, I think all of those guys are mid-rotation or better. Those are guys who pitch in the top three spots in a big league rotation. And that means I think they're going to be better in the end than guys like, say, Plezak, Savali, Quantrill. 
So if putting those guys out on the market, because there are plenty of teams out there like Baltimore looking for pitching, looking for starting pitching, you make it clear, we'll, we'll take offers on those guys. We don't have to trade them, but we're listening. And then if one of those guys is traded, is you know if you get a good offer now, spring training, first half of the year, you've got reinforcements ready to come up. And I think all three of those guys I mentioned, assuming Espino is healthy, will be ready to come up and make major league starts by the middle of 2023. Keith, let me take the same question and put it at a different position. The organization has a ton of middle, middle infielder prospects, and if they're not mm-hmm. drafting pitching, it seems as if they're drafting shortstops, and they're developing them. Uh, Gabe Arias, we saw last year, uh, Brian Rocchio is a guy who looks really interesting, and they just keep adding shortstops to this mix. However, Ahmed Rosario had a terrific year last year, and Andres Jimenez turned himself into an all-star second baseman. If you're the Guardians, are you thinking that your prospects in the middle infield spots push these two guys out of a job? Or are you thinking those two guys are keepers and you're going to go ahead and use those middle infield prospects as trade bait? I've always liked Rosario, but I also thought there would be a little more a little more whack in the bat. Right, I I remember seeing him as God. He was eighteen or nineteen in short season, and I saw the bat speed and I saw the frame. This guy's going to get stronger. There's going to be some more thump there. He had a really good year. I think you can do better, and I think Rokio is going to be better in time. Maybe not right away. Um, and Rokio has been a little bit of a you know take time at each level to make adjustments. So I think there's a little less urgency. There, if Rokio spends most of this year at AAA, that's probably fine for his development as well. I think ultimately he probably is their future at shortstop. And But you're fine with Rosario, obviously, in the short term. And I think he's a free agent after the season anyway. So you can let it play out. You could keep Rosario till the end of the year. You could approach the trade deadline, see how he's doing, and see how Rokio's doing. And if you think Rokio, especially at the bat, um, they don't have a lot of questions about his defense if you think Rokio is ready to come up and step in, that can be a big ask for a kid. You, you bring a rookie with no major league experience and say, we want you to come up and play maybe the most important position on the diamond for a team that's trying to go to the playoffs and advance in the playoffs. They might be a little hesitant to do that. And I could understand that if that were their philosophy. But I just think if you're, if you're Cleveland or Tampa Bay, other clubs in that situation, you've got to be agile. You've got to be ready if some other team calls and says, we'll give you this attractive trade package for Rosario. You've got to be willing to take that jump, especially because you have Brian Rocchio there in AAA ready to step in, which is something very few clubs have that kind of flexibility. Keith, uh, just going back to the big picture on the Guardians again, how how do they continue to have uh, this influx of, of good guys in the farm system? And is it is it the I, – I know we talk about how they don't spend a ton of money at the major league level, but is it the commitment from the Dolans to make sure that the minors have – players to replenish is it the way they scout is it what what is it that consistently keeps them as one of the top teams in baseball when it comes to bringing guys into their minor league system it is it's not one single thing but if i had to put most of the credit in one of the areas i'd probably put most of it on player development they've done a really great job in a couple of key facets obviously the one we all kind of have identified at this point is they they've figured out this core competency that they have of we can take a certain class of generally it's college pitchers with really good deliveries and good command and control, but who don't throw very hard. 
but we like other characteristics of maybe of the fastball or other pitches. We can bring those guys in and add velocity. They did it with Bieber, Savale, Plezak, um, uh, Bibby is now the latest example of those uh, where uh, you know, Bibby was, God, I think he was like 88, 92 in college. And then I got a text from a scout friend last spring. It's like, hey, Tenor Bibby's hitting 95, 96. Wow. And the same guy texts me in June. And he says, now he's hitting 99 or 98. He ended up peaking at 99 over the course of the season. Bibby always had this wipeout changeup and a good breaking ball, but he, he didn't throw that hard. And they've identified – I can't give them enough credit. It's it's something I have a little before I worked in baseball. I spent a little time in the business world, and we we would talk about this. Is sort of figure out what you're really good at, what you can do better than any of your competitors. This is the thing the Guardians do better than anybody else. I, not just helping those guys, but you've got to find the guys, and they get those guys in the second round, the fourth round, the fifth round of the draft. So it's not like they're giving up first round value. And every other team had a chance to take Bibby and Bieber and all these guys I'm mentioning. They do this exceptionally well. So while you look through their system and, for example, the international free agent classes they had in 2018, 2019, like those guys are really hitting, and that's where you're getting the Valeras and the Rocchios and the Angel Martinez's. But that one thing they do with pitching, that's going to sustain this major league club for a long time. And I don't think any other team has really quite caught on and figured out how to do it the way the Guardians do it or as consistently as the Guardians do it. So when we talk about these college guys that they're, that they're looking at that are in their 80s that they turn around and they add the velocity to it, is it because they haven't put the wear and tear on their arms the way maybe some of these guys have in college and in high school? Is that – I mean, I just, I'm just i listening to the way you're explaining it, and it sounds to me like they're finding guys that have all the right pieces but maybe are missing velocity and that they can add the velocity and maybe the fact that they weren't – trying to throw their arm out every time they went out in high school and in college, maybe to, you know, to the benefit of the pitcher in that aspect, if you have an organization that feels like they can do that, is that, am I listening to that? Right. Am I, what do you think? Well, I think it's, it's more, it's a little more in delivery mechanics, small changes. We're not seeing, it's not like these guys are putting on 30 pounds of muscle and throwing harder. And right. it's not like they're overhauling guys. Cause I think Cleveland's belief is there's a lot of risk in overhauling guys. And it's why they've, They've whiffed on some guys like Ethan Hankins, a good example of a you know pretty high draft pick who had a bad delivery but threw really hard even as a high schooler, and they didn't try to change the delivery, and now he's he's had multiple injuries in pro ball as a result. I think they've done better where it's they take guys like a Bibby, for example, and it's just small changes, getting guys to use their lower halves a little bit more, be a little more efficient with the arm swing. It's, I mean, I've seen some of these guys in college or even just seen video in college, and I see them in pro ball. They're not that different. They're a little different. I mean, obviously, the stuff coming out is different, right? I'm saying they don't look that different physically. The deliveries are not wildly different, but it's just unlocking that little bit. It might be a tiny change in mechanics leads to a big jump in velocity. And I will say, you talk to the Cleveland people, too. They're actually kind of modest about it. I keep saying, you know, you guys do this better than anybody else. And, well, you got to give a lot of credit to the players. They work really hard. Yeah, that's true, too. When you do this like five times, though, at a certain point, it's okay to pat yourselves on the back and say, hey, you, you guys are doing this really well. And there are not many teams in baseball that could boast a trio of pitching prospects like Bibby, Williams, and Espino at the top of their systems. Keith Law is joining us. He's the senior writer for baseball, for the athletic. Last year, had no idea who would be in the corners of the outfield for, for the Guardians. And turns out Stephen Kwan's terrific. Turns out Oscar Gonzalez was terrific. That was last year. Should they feel confident that they can be your starting left and right fielders 
this year and beyond, Keith, or were those guys like, okay, they, they filled a spot this year. What else? What's else in the pipeline here? I think you can do better. I think those guys are perfectly fine as your starters in the short term. Probably I like Quan uh, more than I like Gonzalez. You know, Quan the high contact, obviously not super high quality contact. I think he actually has some of the weakest contact numbers in baseball. But he puts the ball in play a ton, which is great. And uh, it turned out he can play actually pretty good defense in left field. I think in the end, they're probably going to end up wanting to upgrade over both of those guys. I think probably a little more with Gonzalez, where just he is a pretty undisciplined hitter. It's going to be, you know, I know last year he had a higher on base percentage, but he's going to be down around 300 this year. And I think pitchers are really going to be able to exploit him a bit. But you do have George Valera coming pretty quickly. And maybe he's ready by the end, by the middle of this year. I think he's certainly ready by the end of this year. And that's his spot. To me, you are looking at Gonzalez as the guy who holds right field down until Valera is ready. And Valera is, there's some risk. He's definitely not as polished a hitter as Rokio is, but he's a lot more explosive too. And I think that's the guy where you might even bring him to the big leagues, understanding there'll be some struggle. There'll be a little swing and miss even in the zone early, but because the upside is that that's like your cleanup hitter for the next five years. If it clicks, if he becomes the player, most folks I know think he's going to be, whether I'm talking scouts or talking analysts. Uh, Keith, last question. And I, you wrote a piece on the schedule change and how the how things are going to be a little bit different this year, especially with the way you play games against your own division. Um, and just reading your piece a little bit, too, just to, uh, that the schedule makers aren't exactly the best friends of the Guardians when it comes to this new schedule change. Can you just explain that real quick? I highly recommend, though, to everybody read the entire piece, no matter what you say here. But go ahead, Keith. I I didn't write that piece, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you did. My bad. That's okay. But no, uh, let's go back no, in the Everything schedule. I've yeah. written has been it's all, all prospects all the time right now. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Uh, but still, what do you think about the schedule change then and the way they're redoing the, the just how that might affect the, any of these teams? Well, you know, any time they alter the schedule, right, it, it's going to affect, um, you know, it affects the, the, particularly the wild card races, right? That is really where it ends up coming into play where teams are not necessarily facing all of the same, right? You're not facing the same difficulty of schedule as the other teams you're competing against in the wild card races. Um, and so, you know, I, I always look at when trying to thinking about individual teams, chances, especially of getting to the postseason. The number one thing is you're, you're always trying to build the team to win your division, right? You understand you may not necessarily, certainly if you're the NL West, you are staring up at the Dodgers and saying, well, we hope we beat them. Right. The wild cards are maybe our better chance. That's not true for the Guardians. Your best path to the playoffs is always going to be by winning this division, um, which is great, right? You're mostly competing against teams where you are in a comparable payroll range. Um, you know, obviously Cleveland could spend more, but they're not going to get blown away like you don't have the Yankees and Dodgers in your division. I think the Guardians have essentially built a team that is this year and beyond good enough to potentially win this division. I don't think the schedule matters that much in that case where I, I don't think my if you were asking me to handicap their odds of winning the division or their odds of going to the playoffs. It's actually, I should say it that way. If I were handicapping their odds of going to the playoffs, it's going to be about them winning the division. That's by far their best chance to get to the postseason, And it doesn't, I don't think the schedule really matters that much for those odds because it, to me, it is much more about, is this the best team within the division? Is this the best team on paper? And is this the team most likely to be able to either stay healthy or reinforce the major league roster through a big league season? I think that's all true. As I like what the twins are doing. 
but they don't have the depth of upper-level prospect of immediate reinforcements. If somebody gets hurt or they make an opportunistic trade, they can't weather that the way that the Guardians can. That's why right now, at least, they would give the Guardians the edge. Keith, we're pumped. We can't wait to get the season going. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks, Keith. Yep, my pleasure. Appreciate Keith it. Law, senior writer for The Athletic, and his top 100 prospect list is out. Uh, we're going to get into that. He had some interesting things to say. If you love Stephen Kwan, okay. If you love Oscar Gonzalez, that'd be me. Um, maybe not okay. It's next on Baskin and Phelps. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.